Hello, Resale Kings and Queens. My name is Tiffany T, the Resale Queen, and welcome to another installment of Resale Queen Chronicles. So what are we talking about today? We are going to talk about what to do with your stimulus, because those checks are coming. I just got done watching the president talk about these $1,400 stimulus checks. And I'm in a lot of different resale groups and I've, you know, I get emails all the time and I get, I get sort of the same question. And the question normally is something to the effect of, okay, I know a little bit about what to do with reselling. Can you give me the stuff that no one talks about? And I had to think about that because I'm like, I think I talk about everything, but perusing a few Facebook groups, also looking at different social media, I came up with a few things that I'm like, oh, no one talks about this. I use this. And I'm like, I don't think I've talked about that either. So we're just going to talk about some of the things that you don't hear about that are that things that you need, things that you need for as uh, tools to help you in the business, as well as things you should do in this business. And surprisingly enough, I'm not going to tell you to do everything online. And I'm, I think a lot of people get surprised about that, but uh, I'm going to talk to you about, about those type of things. So we're going to try and keep this real simple so that everyone can follow. If you're getting that $1,400 stimulus check, I'm going to tell you what you need to buy. Okay. Basic supplies needed for a reseller business. Okay. You, you need to have a postage scale. Go get, you can get, get a nice, good, cheap one. Uh, you want, if you're starting out, like I have, I have three scales. And you may say, well, I got three scales. Okay. Uh, when we first started, um, I didn't have a real scale. I was using my bathroom scale. Don't do the things I've done. <laughs> I was overpaying for shipping so much because I didn't have a true real weight. Uh, for everything and it was over. So don't do those things. Don't do what I did. What you want to do uh, is actually go <laughs> and buy a postal meter scale. You want to do that. You can buy buy those right on Amazon. Get them. You can get a nice small one. You can get a letter size one for those small packages. You can buy a much bigger one for those big boxes. Um, we actually just got another scale. We were working with two, but we decided to buy another scale uh, for our storage area because that's where we normally unpack a lot of things. And this way we can make split decisions about things as the time that we're unpacking them. So it was nice instead of bringing the bigger scale with us um, and keeping it in the office uh, and bringing it back and forth from the office to the storage and things like that, we just bought another one. And it works out really, really well uh, because it lets me know price point where I need to be sometimes uh, because, I've, because I've been doing this for a while. I know if something's over five pounds, <laughs> how much the shipping is going to cost me. And if you look looking at the size of something, I can figure out what type of box I can put it in. Then that tells me if I'm going to try it local or online. That's 
that's what that's what it really helps me with. I'm not saying that you can't do it both. You can. However, I have my own rule when it comes to uh, eBay, especially, and and especially now with managed payments. Um, I am not a fan of selling anything worth more than a thousand dollars. If a sale is going to be more than a thousand dollars, I'm not comfortable with that online anymore. And it's it's really just because you. How can I? I don't put it like this. It's one thing to have a thousand dollar sale. You're all good. You already had that money spent, and then thirty days later, here comes a refund notification. That could set you back if you're a small operation. You know, I know for me, I keep a certain amount of money in my accounts for these type of situations, and I do that on purpose because I know how things work. Um, although my listings aren't set up to uh, for returns, if you are selling online, eventually you're going to have something that is forced to be returned to you. Just be prepared. Um, and I didn't even mean to go on that tangent, but hopefully it helps someone. Uh, another thing for supplies, you want to set up an account on USPS, uh, USPS.gov, and also on UPS. Reason why you want to do that is because you can get supplies for free. You can get all the different size boxes, all those priority shipping boxes, every little every little shape that you've ever thought of. Um, I know I have albums. You can get the uh, boxes for albums. You can uh, get like the triangular boxes or the cube circular ones. My local post office doesn't hardly has uh, any type of um, amount of boxes available there. Order them online. We normally get them in about two to three days. I have so many of them and you can use those boxes for shipping. There's no reason for you to go out to Lowe's or even Uline or whatever and buy a whole bunch of boxes. Now, that and I'm talking about for people that are just doing small things shipping online. If when you start doing some of the things that I do, I sell lots. That's a little different. Um, you you need bigger boxes and things like that. But if you're dealing with shipping to customers, that's the the uh, shipping to customers while selling them retail. That's that's the best way to go. You want to get your boxes, and you can also get the. Uh, your your uh, packing, uh, not packing slips, uh, your shipping labels <laughs> free as well. Uh, you, If you have a thermal printer, you can get the shipping labels that go into your thermal printer, which is another thing that you should invest in. If you get that 1400, I would invest in one. Um, some people ask about which one. I think ours is a zebra. Uh, and I know there's so many other ones. I'm not going to sit there and tell you which brand is best. They they do all, for me, they do what they're supposed to do. Print a shipping label. As long as they do that, I don't care. Best part, best part about the whole thing is you don't, it doesn't require you to get in cartridges. So, so far, so good on the one that we have. Actually, we ended up buying it secondhand. <laughs> that sucker still 
it's still ticking away. Um, when it comes to this, the supplies, you want to get a shipping, you want to get the shipping labels and you also want to get like the shipping inserts. Uh, those inserts are the things that are like a sticker. You put it, you slap it on the box and then you can put the shipping label inside. The reason why you want to buy them is in the event that you run out of shipping labels and you have to print your shipping labels on regular paper, then you can fold up the paper, put it inside the insert, and it will uh, keep for you regardless of the weather because you need to have um, have it be clear and um, be, be available for the post office to scan. So we've, we want to keep those as a backup. Uh, those are the things in the beginning that you need. Of course, you're, it's be great if you have access to internet. Yes, you can do this on a cell phone, but I suggest you have a laptop. It will make things a lot easier. Uh, the other item that I don't hear a lot of people talk about, but I can't live without. And I have, have apps on my phone for it. And I also have two, two here, and that's a barcode scanner. Barcode scanner will scan the barcode and it makes it so much easier when you're trying to search for your item. So if I just go right to Google and I scan the barcode or uh, I can normally get information about that item, I do like to go to like UPC, look it up or something like that um, or UPC look up and I'll just scan the barcode. It will normally find the item. I can normally see where it originally came from, whether it was from Macy's, Target, whatever, wherever. Um, and that gives me a good, inf good information of where to start with in reference to what happens with the price. And talking about, uh, you know, what happens with the price, you want to check comps to get a real value. So as you are searching through a different manifest, uh, understand that sometimes that the value that is given or that MSRP, which is the manufacturer's uh, suggested retail price, is not going to be the value. The, the value of an item is what a customer is willing to pay for it. So if a customer is not willing to pay the MSRP, that ain't the value. I'll say it again. If the customer isn't willing to pay the MSRP, that is not the value. I know that might be disheartening to hear <laughs> or to understand, but I'm letting you guys know that because some people will look at, oh, the retail value says that it's this amount. So they're selling it to me as a wholesale off of 20% of that amount. Well, 20% of that amount sounds great until you figure out how much it really sells for. And what you want to do is check the, check the apps that you plan on selling on. If you are an Amazon seller, Everyone knows you scan the barcode with your Amazon seller app. If you're an eBay seller, 
Now, I would tell you, you want to scan the barcode on eBay. You want to do that as well as also type in the, type in what the item is. And the reason why is because although eBay has, uh, has functions in their uh, listing process to put a UPC in it, sometimes they're not always there. Some people skip over them and you don't want to miss the information. And what you're checking for, you're going to have to go into the filters and check for sold items. You can also do the same thing at Poshmark. Now, I was trying to figure out how to do this because I, every time I would find something and try and do a comp, it was like hard for me. So what I have done uh, is when I go to Poshmark, you can do the same thing like you would with eBay. You just have to filter it so that you can see what's sold. That lets you know what the value is. So that tells gives you a place to start so that you can figure out what your pricing needs to be. And also you can figure out how much your shipping needs to be. Those are those things that I guess people don't always talk about. And I want to make sure that you guys make uh, good decisions when it comes to that so that you're aware of those things. And we will be right back after this. Meet Jamie. Jamie is super excited. No, she didn't win the lottery. And her boyfriend didn't just propose. No, she didn't just save money on her car insurance. Jamie just started her own virtual online tax business with One Stop Taxes for free. Come see what all the excitement is about. Visit ttracy.myonestoptaxes.com. Shipping can be complicated and time-consuming, but it doesn't have to be that way. Welcome to ShipStation, a web-based shipping software for online retailers. Import orders from wherever you sell and create labels for however you ship, all in one place. With our powerful automation tools, mobile app, and branded tracking page, you can focus less on shipping and more on growing your business. With ShipStation, you save both time and money. Let's get ship done. Get started with ShipStation today. Click the link in the description box to receive a special discount from ShipStation. And we are back. Thank you for coming back to Resale Queen Chronicles. On this today's show, we are giving you just a small breakdown of things that you need to know in the beginning of your resale journey. I get this question quite often, and I just wanted to point out some things that everyone does may not know or talk about, and it's probably less discussed from time to time. So we've already talked about some of the basic supplies that you need, and we talked about uh, understanding the true value. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I think I've talked about it before, is cross-listing. So what does that mean? That means you do not depend on just one platform to help you sell your item. So that means if I'm selling on eBay, I may also be selling on Amazon, Walmart, Facebook Marketplace, Macari, Poshmark, True Gather, Bonanza, and so forth and so forth and so forth. And uh, you're like, wow, that's a lot of different places. Yes, it is. Now, does that mean that every one of my items is 
on all of those marketplaces and platforms that I spoke about? No, <laughs> they are not all that way. However, uh, what I have done is made sure that I cross list in places that make sense. So if I'm listing clothing for, uh, for example, I'm gonna also list that clothing on Poshmark. Why? Because Poshmark is primarily a, a clothing, that's sort of how they started, was, was in reference to clothing. So I make sure that as I do my listings that I put clothing on Poshmark. When it comes to electronics, ultimately it's gonna always be on Amazon, eBay, Macari automatically because that it just makes sense um when i'm doing wholesale items and that's a whole other show where we can talk about that that is normally going to be for me amazon ebay and walmart because it makes sense now what i'm talking about if you're thinking about oh i have to do this manually it is a little time consuming so it makes more sense to get like a cross-listing tool. There are so many out there. I am working on a video to show you guys a new company that's out there. The reason why I was intrigued with this company is because you get 50 free cross-listings a month and you don't have to put down a credit card. Most of these uh, cross-listing softwares uh, or platforms, whatever, require like a monthly fee. Now, what will happen if you're using them the right way, that fee, you'll see a difference uh, because you're you're putting your you're putting eyes on your product in more places. So I will be coming out with a video for that for a resale kit. And I will also have a actually I will Put it in the description box for this and for the podcast. If you want to check it out on your own, you can also get additional 50 free listings uh, for your first month. So every 30 days, you get 50 free listings, which in my opinion, it, it, it that lets you know if it works or not. I think that uh, that looking at looking at the process of cross-listing, having software help you do that makes a lot of sense. So that's that's how you that's how you make more money, essentially. That's, that's how I do it. When once I started putting on multiple platforms, it really changed the game. And the next thing that you should look into are flea markets. Now, I remember as a kid, my grandmom, she took us to all the yard sales and flea markets and thrift stores. I, I was just happy to get out the house, but sometimes I just didn't understand. I was a child. I didn't know. However, now I completely get it and I completely understand. And flea market, uh, Check what's going on locally for you. I know for where I happen to live, there is an indoor flea market that is in a town over from us that we have a spot in. We also go 
now that things are opening up a little bit more, we actually had a whole year where we weren't doing flea marketing and you could feel the impact because the thing that's nice with a flea market, you can set up shop, pay a small amount normally. And when I say small, I'm talking about under $20 normally. Now, every place is going to be different. And I don't know how they are in the high end areas of New York City, but where I happen to be, there are places where you can put out a put out your stand and your put out your table and pay five to ten dollars less than that. And you can walk away with a couple hundred dollars, normally cash. If you want to want to do credit card sales with your cell phone, which is very simple, you can do that too. I tell you, I we have felt the difference. Why uh, the difference in the cash flow? I'll say by not uh, doing flea marketing due due to COVID. Uh, but we are getting back to doing that full time again. Uh, once once things start to open up a little bit more, uh, just heard uh, President Biden talking about he wants by the end of May all adults to be eligible to get a COVID vaccine. So I don't know if that means in, in the arm uh, by the end of May, but to be eligible and in, in line, that tells me the summer he's given it 4th of July. He wants to be able to say you can meet with your family and have a barbecue. That's what he said. That's what he said. So for me, that means I can make more money again because people will be out uh, we we stopped doing the flea markets because there wasn't a lot of traffic because people were staying home. That's what they were told to do. So it didn't make sense sometimes to go through the process of packing the truck up and setting everything up just, just to only make a few dollars because only a few people came by. We also have a space, an indoor flea market that we don't have to man. I really love these types of shops. They work very well for us. Uh, every place is going to be a little bit different with what they allow you to sell. But what's nice, especially in these type of places, you can put things that are kind of slower right on the table. Uh, things that um, are like, I love the category of home Anything in home and garden categories, I always throw on the flea market uh, tables because they go. And they go a little bit faster, in my opinion, through the flea market than they do online. And I feel that the reason for that is because a person can feel it, touch it, look at it, and, and actually look at it in real time and real color and say, oh, that's going to match my living room. Oh, that's going to match the bathroom. You something like that. Um, I know that's how I shop. I'll look at something and go, okay, I think that color matches and I'll just pick it up because I'll feel good about it matching. Whereas online, some things are subjective <laughs> when it comes to colors and things like that. So I, I put always put things like that on our flea market table. The flea market that we happen to sell at is called Peddler's Market. It's in Colonial Beach, Virginia. We pay a certain monthly fee for our booth rental. And what's great about it, the beginning of the month, we pay our rent and then we get a check 
And we don't even have to worry about paying taxes on the sales because the agreement that we have with the flea market, they take care of that. It's a win-win. And then when you are at the outdoor flea markets or a flea market, you know, where it has multiple vendors, get to know your vendors that are there. Everyone has their own specialty of what they sell. And what's really nice, especially in the flea market community, is if you make nice with the different vendors, they'll start buying from you and they'll send you customers because everyone that's in this reseller community, we all have our own little community or group of people that we normally deal with. All it takes is for a person to say, yeah, I'm looking for uh, X, Y, and Z. And they're like, oh, you know what? This person at the flea market, uh, they sell stuff like that. Let me send you over to them. Boom, you just got a sale. And you didn't have to really do anything other than be nice to the other vendors. So win-win in my, in my book. So those are just a couple things to uh, think about as well as things to that you can spend your stimulus on so that you can be successful in your reseller business. If you have any questions or that, that you would like for me to answer, always feel free to send me an email at info at resellqueen.com. And that is info at resellqueen.com, R-E-S-E-L-L-Q-U-E-E-N.com. I can be found on Instagram as resellqueen19320. And I am resellqueen on Insta on uh, Twitter, TikTok. And of course, you can always find me on Facebook and on the YouTube streets. So this has been an installment of Resale Queen Chronicles. I hope you guys enjoyed it and learned something today. Bye.